Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. My name is Steve. We're in between series right now, so I get to provide a filler, and I fill better than anything that needs to be filled or something. Uh, we are on a new calendar year. We are in 2021, and there was much rejoicing this last week when people were exuberantly enthused, excited that we are flipping the calendar because of this idea that 2020 is behind us and therefore 2021 will bring better things. As we move into this year, however, what I would love for us to think about is what that means to our faith, specifically to our concept of community. And I think if there's anything that 2021 has done within us, it's this uh, concept of being quarantined, being alone, and how that becomes burdensome to us. I've seen this year and talked to many people who have had struggles because of what 2020 brought to them as far as their relationships. Uh, just relationships evaporated, and then all the political conversation that occurred in the fall too exacerbated that to where our connectivity has dropped. And as a person of faith, as a Christian leader, my belief is that the church is the best vehicle by which we find godly community. And we'll talk about this today. This, this is the emphasis of what I want to talk about. But I believe that a lot of people right now are struggling, both also uh, just people who are Christ followers and church leaders, because they're wondering, what does the church look like in a post-COVID world? How does that uh, translate? Uh, are we going to become so uh, used to meeting digitally and not being in person that it won't come back? I have strong faith in the church, and I want you to understand the basis of that, and hopefully it will help you understand how you are, how you exist, and the role that you play in making community and making our church echo a strong community. So I'm hoping you'll bear with this. And actually, you can see we're in a different little place. I'm finally able to utilize uh, my glass marker board. We've got some glare coming in. So that's why I actually have the hat on. We've got lights up, but hopefully you can see everything. And I'll try to put this on slides too, so you'll be able to see it. But I want to talk about this idea of community because community is a biblical concept. In the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 18, the, after creating everything, God among the Trinity, this internal dialogue, says it's not good for man to be alone. And we know that he's talking about Adam at this point, and we see the creation of Eve, and we actually see there the creation of first community. And I'll try not to talk away because the microphone doesn't pick up, but first community is family, is family. Now, whether or not we enjoy our family, we have families, right? And think about this. Adam did not get to choose. There were no other individuals with whom he could choose to start family. But this is something that God gave him. Now, I wanted to spell something that maybe you struggle with because some of us have incredible burden connected to family. Maybe the lack of who our family is. Maybe it's the idea that our family has... Uh, disowned us or disappointed us. And we look then at Genesis chapter 2 and we're like, oh no, but that just seems to be a primary way that God relates to his people is through family. But understand this, 
is as much as there's good for family, you would not exist if there was not family, right? If there was not a conjoining, you would not have been created. So even if you are disappointed with family, you are the result of family. But notice this, and this is something I think that some church leaders get wrong, is they use Genesis chapter 2.18 and what follows as a means to lift up family. But as you look at the book of Genesis, it really describes the denigration of family. Like even Adam and Eve, you know, they have two kids, which is like this idyllic thing. One ends up killing the other one. So that is not like, hey, when I'm trying to start a family, I want to model them after Adam and Eve, whose kids literally kill each other. So that's not the idealized view of family. Yet many in Christian circles say, aha, it goes back to the beginning. God created the community of family, and that is the highest community that exists. But I would tell you is that while there are good things that stem from it, it is not universally good. So if you struggle with family, be encouraged. You're not the only one. If you get to the end of Genesis, which is interesting, is as we see family dynamics play out horribly, you know, and whether or not it was um, marriages that were arranged or marriages that were chosen, or even you get to Jacob, he marries a couple ladies, and all of this does not work out, and they find themselves in Egypt. And that is the transition from Genesis to Exodus into the second community of which the Old Testament speaks of, and that is the community of nation. The community of nation. Now we have seen in 2020 ourselves how difficult this can be, right? The idea of nation, nationality, the idea that this place from where we uh, stem is this identifier of who we are, right? We, we understand this idea of nation. It should then make us feel good when we go back and read through the Old Testament that nation also, as community, has its flaws. So even when nation works well, you can even see that, okay, it starts off in bondage and slavery and exodus, but they're free. But even when they obtain their freedom and are in the wilderness, you can see that this community does not measure up. There's a constant questioning of national leaders, and there is doubt on their wisdom to lead. And sometimes those doubts are validated, and sometimes it's just people wanting power to themselves. Even as we read later in the Old Testament, we see the concept of nation, which you think would be realized with God then becoming the leader. Pausing for coffee sip. Mm. That's for me, me, not for you all. Good coffee this morning. Take a sip yourself. You'll feel good about it. All right. So we're talking about this biblical community of nation. And as we see through the Old Testament, even when God is control, in control, even when it's a theocracy, the people don't measure up. So for you and I, then, today, as we try to understand what it means to be an American from where we're at, or maybe if you're one of our missionaries watching this, if you're someplace else, how your country identifier means to you, as much as it can be a source of patriotism, of pride, what we see is that community is less than. It still doesn't measure up. So when we get to the New Testament, biblical community is realized in what we see and what we, what you and I have together is the church, right? Now, handwriting is struggling, but it's interactive. Coffee sip? Mm, we're good. All right. So the community of church. Now, 
what church does is it takes away some of the prohibitions of these first two concepts of biblical community of family and nation. See, these are closed communal systems. They're closed. And what I mean by that is that you can't necessarily become part of family or nation from the outside. Maybe like us, like Kelly and I, maybe you're doing your Netflix binge watching. We finally got into the series of The Crown. I've never been big on the whole royal family thing, but it's very interesting in making that uh, Netflix show. One of the things they focus in on are the outsiders, those who are not part of the royal family who come in from the outside and how difficult it is to integrate into that. So, you know, the family as itself dependent upon DNA as a closed system. And that's one of the reasons that that dynamic becomes so, so convoluted at times. Similarly, this idea of nation. And I would tell you that, uh, especially within America, and this has not just existed in the 2020s, but also going back hundreds of years, the concept of immigration has always been controversial because of nationalism. This idea of like, no, we were born here. Those are the outsiders coming in. So even when there are vehicles to open up, these are flawed communities because they're closed. However, in the New Testament, after Jesus comes and lives and creates a community of followers, he says, look, the church will be the idealized method of godly community, and I'm leaving that in your hands. And then Jesus leaves and the church starts, right? Now, this is where you and I struggle, is that we have this view of church that also can be burdened. Some of you have come to Echo, right, after a, a lifetime of being a Christ follower, but maybe you have paused or given up on Christian community because of your negative experiences with church. And whether that applies to your family, whether that applies to your, your nationalism, your nation, or the church, it is this toxicity that enters community that makes it untenable. So we look at the issue of toxicity, which is why you and I really struggle with community. What we want is healthy community. What we want is dynamic community. What we want is community with people who we share value and interest that is helpful to me. Now, that is the intention of the church. Why? Because this is community based upon the life and teachings of Jesus. And as we read the Gospels and we read the New Testament, the scriptures speak to Jesus's idealized view of humanity, who we should be, how we should act and interact with each other that should make church community great. However, the failing of community is always going to be the flaw of humanity, and that is where toxicity enters. Sometimes the toxicity is grounded in community itself, right? Maybe sometimes the, the, the people in the church and the pews are dysfunctional, and that makes the community toxic. Unfortunately, sometimes it's even the church leaders. It's the leaders of the church who, who basically help mold or structure or form the DNA of the church that makes it a challenging community. And when I say challenging, that can just make it downright toxic. And that is what some of you have had. The reason that you are going back to this, you know, what is the problem that God is really trying to solve for us is that we were not intended to be alone. 
God doesn't want us to be lonely. He has given us vehicles by which to do this. And even the idealized vehicle, the church, the one that should function best, often does not. Now, I'll say this about our Echo community. And this has been part of the process of us being a community over years. I'd say the benefit, the blessing of this community has been that we have not been toxic. We've had situations that have not been ideal. We've had moments where people have had strife and conflict within the body of Christ. However, what we've tried to make is solid Christian community where people can pursue Christ in a safe and healthy environment. And I know some of you can see that. And I would also say that's one of the reasons why we probably haven't had explosive growth because then doing that is not usually palatable to the masses. Why? Because to become a good part of this community, you have to ingrain yourself into it. That takes not just, not just effort, but vulnerability. See, to solve our loneliness, we have to be vulnerable. That is what the church brings out. And we have to live in accountability. And these are things that as much as we like it, we don't really care for it as much as possible, right? Like we want community on our own terms. But I would offer you this, is that even if you haven't been in a toxic church situation or family situation, or you just are like, look, the state of our country is toxic, understand is that biblical Christian community is one where God bids us to take part of it. That's Revelation chapter two, verse 17, where we read that the Trinity, the spirit and the bride, Right, the Holy Spirit, the bride, of, which is the church, all say, come. All who are thirsty, come. There is an invitation, and the, the book of Revelation concludes with an invitation to be part of community. The realized church community, which is, and I'm going to blow this one out, which is heaven, easy for me to write, heaven. I'll fix that in post. Heaven is the idealized of all the communities. So what is our calling is to do our best as we are the people of God here on earth to build community that is heaven on earth, to build heaven on earth through community. What does that look like? This is, and this is the takeaway. This is what I believe is important for you and I to realize as we go into this year. What into this year, what's it gonna take for us to make sure that we are setting up community so that when we're meeting in person again, when we're finally together, right, that it is valuable and helpful and edifying and powerful. And I would say that good community then is cultivated, cultivated, not catered. You don't realize how bad you're your, um, you don't realize how bad your handwriting is until you're doing it with one hand and a cup of coffee. Pause. I'm going to. Mm. The coffee is good today. It's good coffee. This is the point, is that many of us view community as what it brings to me, right? As what it presents itself to me. We look for community that's catered, and that is why we usually struggle with our relationship with church, because we say, you know, church, and sometimes we boil down church to this worship experience. It's so much more than that. But we see it's like, what, it, what is this church providing to me? We, we expect it to be catered when the idealized version it is cultivated that you and I, each of us, have responsibility to do the work to make it better. 
This is the point of the Christian walk. It is not good for you to be alone. It's not good. And the only way that you cannot be alone is you have to interact with other people. And that means not just accepting their flaws, but putting your own on the table so we can figure out how to live with each other. Your spirituality, your walk with Christ is far bigger than just what you experience on the day-to-day basis and involves other people. And in 2020, I've seen that, is that even though our church has not met together in person officially for months, We have been there for each other. I have seen people go through strife and hardship and other people pick them up in the midst of that. That's the type of community that needs to happen, but it has to be cultivated. And that means you have to do part of this. It's it's gardening, right? You want the beauty of the garden, but you have to get your, your, your knuckles just filthy. You have to get the soil underneath your fingernails. You have to be able to be willing to help make this what it needs to be. This is my challenge to you as you look to 2021. Maybe you're doing your resolutions. Maybe you're looking forward to, okay, how can I make this a better year for for me? And I'd say the biggest thing is if you're in this place of just starkness, of loneliness, lean into biblical community. The church will be idealized one day in heaven, but until then, it is our responsibility to build heaven on earth. And what I'd ask for you is to do your part to cultivate that. And you know how I'm going to try to do it is I've made my list of you, of people in the church, and I want to make sure that I'm reaching out to those people. It doesn't mean that then, you know, especially in these next few months, if we're going to try to be distanced, I might not be able to see them in person even. But I want to drop a text. I want to drop an email, a card, a Facebook message, something that helps to cultivate this community so that when we meet back in person here in the spring, when we are post the fears of this virus, hopefully we'll get there sooner than, than later, but when we're hitting this point that our community is cultivated. If you've been harmed by community, especially if you've been harmed by church community, I'm sorry. I know it's tough. More specifically, if you've been harmed by Echo Church community, you got to let me know. You've got to reach out to Kelly. You've got to reach out to an elder. You've got to let us know because we're doing our best to strive to do this. But at the same time, as much as we need to do this, we need to make sure it's an environment that it's not catered. It's not about what Echo brings to you. It's about what you bring to Echo. And we need you in 2021 to be this, this person who makes strong Christian community. Will you commit yourself to that? Will you make your list of people? Will you reach out and show the love of Christ to your sisters and brothers to make sure that ours is a biblical community? That's my prayer for our church. That's my prayer for you. Find those venues so that you can be a person, part of the church who makes it a better place. Love you. Have a great week.